Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Now, uh, let's talk about your Slinger Sunday for round 14. Uh, we've got some pretty decent games today, and I want to just chat for a minute about the Sydney Roosters. Obviously, they're in the first game against the Bulldogs. I think it's going to be a very interesting next few weeks. The Roosters obviously just put a post up about Manu and Sam Walker. Uh, Obviously, there's reports that Sam Walker is set to now miss another three to four weeks uh, with that knee injury. He's only just going to get out of the brace, I think, this weekend, if not next week. Uh, And he's still going to be, you know, not ready for play for the next three to four weeks. Uh, And his injury is quite complicated because it's an ACL injury, but... It's not an ACL tear, it's an ACL sprain. And it's very hard to sort of pinpoint when he's going to be back uh, because it's just not very common. Usually when you have an ACL injury, you have a full ACL tear, uh, but you're not, you don't usually have the strain, just the strain uh, of the ACL. So it's a very complicated injury. So he's going to be out for a little while, Sam Walker. Um, we obviously have Manu in at six, but with this quote-unquote Roosters style of play, it was very weird. Obviously, I think it was the first game that Marnie went to six, uh, obviously, in the f- past few weeks um, when they were versing the Warriors. I think it was about three or four weeks ago now. And it was very weird because I was sitting down watching with the fam. We were watching the game, Roosters v. Warriors. And I think it was my dad that made the comment that the Roosters almost looked more conservative and more structured with Manu in the team. And that's very weird because Manu's a very off-the-cuff type of player. He's a very exciting, eccentric type of player. He's a very unpredictable type of player as well. And in the past, when he's come in at six, he's been that unpredictable, loose cannon type of player. And that's what we know Manu for, his unpredictability, the crazy things that he can do with the football. But I almost feel like the pressure of him moving into the halves. I think Robbo has given him a very uh, different job as to what he's done before when he's come into the halves as well. You know, I think there's a lot of pressure on him more so intrinsically uh, to get the right job done, to play the right way, play the Roosters style away. And it's almost limited you know, the amount of off-the-cuff things we see, you know, he's very structured now. Uh, and it's, you know, taking a bit of excitement away from the Roosters. We've seen that over the past few weeks as well with James Tedesco. And I was talking about this on the post, obviously. One of the guys that's been with me, been with Paige from the start, Jacob Barrett, made a comment about Joseph Manu. The fact that, you know, he should go back to centre. They should put push Sawali uh, to the wing. And they bring in Sandon Smith in the seven jersey and have Luke Keery at the six. I actually agree with him. I think that's a great move right now. But his reasoning was a bit off for me. And it was the fact that he that Manu could roam both sides of the ruck. Um, I actually don't mind it. I'll tell you why in a second. But it would make more sense if he was the six and he was roaming both sides of the ruck. But even Luke Keery, I feel, is really stuck to one side. Uh, very stuck to that left side as well. Uh, Luke Keery, he's always sort of been that way. The danger side on the left side uh, for the Roosters. Whereas, you know, they've pretty much stuck Manu to that right side. And, you know, we haven't really seen him roam both sides of the ruck, you know, as of late. And it's been a very structured uh, game of football for Manu, which is, as I said, quite weird. When you think about Manu, you think a very eccentric uh, and unpredictable type of player rather than, obviously, uh, this structured halfback type player that they're trying to make him. And then you look at James Tedesco, obviously, uh, who loved roaming both sides of the ruck, and he still sort of does that as well. But he's doing a lot more for the Roosters. Uh, you know, when they 
struggle to get to the end of a set. He's always the one that's either trying to get them out of that or, you know, trying to make the big play. Uh, and he's almost turned into a bit of a battering ram as well. There was a big example of that. I think it was two weeks ago now where they were really struggling to get to the end of their set. Uh, and Tedesco just said, fuck it, give me the ball. They put a high kick up for Suwali. Suwali went up uh, and he didn't get it. I think he dropped it backwards and Tedesco said, fuck this, give me the ball. And he scored a try off the back of it as well. I think it was actually last week uh, that he did that to get the Roosters back into a game. Um, but it's been very much like that of late. Like Tedesco's the guy to get uh, the Roosters out of trouble, uh, and they're struggling to get to end of sets at the moment as well. So at the end of that big rant, I think that Manu isn't the six at the moment. I think that he's a center. I think, yes, you push Shuali back to the wing, give him a simple job, uh, and make things simple like he was when he was coming into the competition. You know, make things really simple for him, get him back into some good form. Um, I think that is the way to go. If that means dropping Corey Allen, that means dropping Corey Allen. And you have uh, Suwali. You could even have Suwali and Manu on the same side. I think particularly when you've got Suwali leaving to go to Rugby Union in the next few years, you know, I'd rather have him just on the wing. You have Manu at centre. And Manu's played well at centre beforehand. I don't think he's the six for this side at the moment with how they're playing. I think that Luke Keery needs to go back to six. He's definitely much better at six. You bring in Sandon Smith into the seven jersey, and I think you just play with that over the next few weeks. I think that's the way to go. I wouldn't even mind having Drew Hutchison at seven for the next few weeks because even he brings that structure to this team. And we've seen it over the past few weeks when he has come into this team, Drew Hutchison, that he has brought structure at seven, whether it's at seven or nine. He does bring a lot of structure when he comes on. So I'd have either of those guys, whether it's uh, Sandon Smith or you have Drew Hutchison, you back Drew Hutchison, obviously when he's been, come into the side over the past few years and done well, you back him to come in at seven and you stick with that for the next few weeks. I think that's the play for the Roosters because um, I just don't think that this quote-unquote Roosters style of play where you use James Tedesco as a battering ram and you have Manu, you know, strictly um, locked into this one side of the field. You don't have him roaming both sides of the ruck. You get him playing this really structured uh, game of football because at the end of the day, they're not completing sets. They're making a lot of errors. Their completion rate this year hasn't been the best. You know, it could definitely be better. Uh, their completion rate's an average of 74%, which is really, really poor considering, you know, this side's had a lot of success over the past few years. This side, Roosters, currently are sitting at a 45% win rate. They've won five of 11 games, you know. We were so talking up this side at the start of the year, and we were saying that they were the premiership favourites pretty much. We decided that they had this year. Brandon Smith was coming in. You know, they had a few guys coming into this team. And you really sort of thought that they were going to be the premiership favourite. And they're sitting at five from 11 wins with a 74 average completion rate, uh, 74% uh, completion rate on average each game, which is pretty poor uh, for the Sydney Roosters. So obviously, obviously it's not working, sorry. And there has to be a few changes. There has been a few changes this week. Obviously, Brandon Smith is out. Victor Radley is out. Jackson Polo is out. Corey Allen stays on the wing. Junior Palga makes his debut. They were Daniel Tupo, sorry, uh, was in the reserves to return from his injury. Obviously, he's been scratched, so he probably might return either next week or the week after. But Junior Palga is in there. I think he's making his Roosters debut. Yes, he did play in the trials, but I don't think he's actually made his NRL debut. Uh, I think the guru was one that was actually uh, coming into my DMs and correcting me about that one. And I said, I think he's played in the trials, 
but I don't think he's made his actual Roosters a debut yet. I don't think he's played a game for the Roosters other than in the trials. Um, but I'm very keen to see him play a first-grade Roosters game. It was very, very good in the trials. I'll give you that. Um, but I'm very keen to see how he comes into this side. Sorry for the eight minutes of dribble. Let's talk about this game against the Bulldogs. Coming up against the Bulldogs side with Josh Adokar back in the team as well. Uh, obviously, he'll back up from origin in the number 21 jersey next to Paul Alamotti. Blake Wilson moves over to the left-hand side with Jake Avarillo, which is going to be very, oh, the right-hand side, sorry, with Jake Avarillo, which is going to be very, very interesting. Uh, and Tafita Pangai Jr. obviously comes onto the bench for the Bulldogs. I don't think he's going to be playing Origin again this year. Um, you know, the game that he played for the Blues was quite average. There was a few errors in there. Uh, and his runs just didn't have enough impact for him to be this Origin caliber front row forward. I don't think he's going to be playing another game of Origin this year. Uh, he's a fantastic club player, but you know, there's some players where you watch their first game of Origin and you just know if they're an Origin player or not. I think Tavita Pangai Jr. is one of those guys, and unfortunately, I just don't think we'll see him again. Wouldn't be surprised if we do, um, but I really, like if I was the coach, I probably wouldn't pick him again. Uh, just quietly love Tavita Pangai Jr. Love him as a player. He's fantastic. He's one of the better front row forwards and one of the more dynamic front row forwards in the game. Game, but he's not an origin player at the moment, so I probably wouldn't pick him again. Uh, going back to the Roosters, actually, there's an interesting change that they've made here uh, into the 13 jersey. Satili Tupanua, he comes in and plays 13, which I really love because when he's come in for the uh, for the Roosters over the past few weeks and come through the middle off the bench, obviously returning from that ACL injury, He's been fantastic, and I think that's when we've seen the best of Satili Tupanua. So very keen to see him going through the middle and being that link man in the 13 jersey again as well. Uh, Lindsay Collins backs up from Origins. Lindsay Collins, sorry, backs up from Origin. Uh, Jared Waria Hargreaves is back as well. Uh, and very, very strong Roosters outfit. Let's read it, the lineups, before we make any rash decisions. So... We have James Tedesco at fullback. We have Corey Allen and Junior Pauga on the wings. We have Joseph Suali'i and Billy Smith, sorry, in the centers. We have Joseph Manu, Luke Keary in the halves. Jared Maria Hargreaves and Lindsay Collins in the front row. Jake Turpin at nine. Egan Butcher and Nat Butcher in the back row with Satili Tupanua at 13. Drew Hutchison, Nathan Brown, Angus Crichton and Matthew Lodge on the bench there for the Roosters. Very strong bench there for them. As for the Bulldogs, uh, Hayes Perham is at fullback. Blake Wilson and Josh Adokar are on the wings. Jake Averillo, Paul Alamotti at in the centres, sorry. Uh, Carl Oluwapu and Matt Burton are in the halves. Max King and Ryan Sutton are in the front row. Reid Marnie at nine. Jaden Ockenbaugh and uh, Jacob Preston in the back row with Corey Waddell at 13. Jaden Ockenbaugh starting in the back row. Very interesting. Uh, Josh Reynolds returns to the bench with Curtis Moran. Harrison Edwards and Tavita Pangai Jr. Khaled Rajab, 18th man for this game, wearing the number 19 jersey, but the 18th man for this game. Keep an eye on him. Could he make his debut in the 14 role? I'd love to see it. I would love to see him make his debut because he's been fantastic in reserve grade as of late. Can play fullback, can play 5'8", can play halfback, uh, can play a little bit of a roaming role as well. He's a pretty... Uh, 
you know, one of those body shapes where you can play that link man in the middle, that 13 sort of role. So very keen to see if he'll come onto the bench late for the Bulldogs. Uh, in terms of how I see this game going, I'm going to go for the Roosters in this one. They are the, the favorites and by a big amount, which is very, very surprising. Uh, if you go to wins at this venue, if you scroll down a little bit here, the Bulldogs actually win more games at this venue. The Bulldogs have won seven out of 10 games at this venue. The Roosters have only won eight out of 18 um, at this venue as well. So very, very interesting over the past uh, five games. They've both won two out of their past five games. However, uh, the Roosters have lost their past three games. Uh, and obviously, the Bulldogs won their last one against the Gold Coast Titans. So regardless, though, I'm going to go against the stats, even though I've just named a bunch of points as to why the Bulldogs could probably win this game. I'm going to go for the Roosters in this one just. I'm keen to see Jake Turpin at nine and how long he plays. Um, you know, starting at nine too. I think it's only the second or third time he started at nine this season. So very keen to see how he goes starting in the number nine role. Uh, and look, Sanit Smith, 18th man. Could he make his debut? I'd love to see it. I've been calling for it over the past few weeks. Let's see if it happens. Uh, but I've got the Roosters. I've got the Roosters head-to-head. I think it's going to be a close game. So the 1-12 to market is pretty decent there for the Roosters. Uh, but I've got taking the Roosters head-to-head. Anytime try scorers for me, I'm going to go for the two number fours. I'm going to go for Billy Smith running up against Jake Avarillo. I like Billy Smith. I think he scores a try. Um, you know, I've been calling for him to score a try the other week. The last time I put him on, he technically scored right at the end of the game, but the try got taken off him. I was absolutely filthy because I had a lovely little multi on him, and he was the last leg and unfortunately didn't get off. Um, but Paul Alamotti as well in the number four jersey, running up against Joseph Suwali. Joseph Suwali hasn't obviously been his best over the past few weeks, um, so I think that Paul Alamotti scores in this one if he's running up against Suwali. If he's running up against Billy Smith, depending on which side, which guy is on, uh, I would probably take Paul Alamotti anyway to score because I think that both of these guys are absolute freaks. And if they're running up against each other, you know, I think they both score regardless. The two number fours, the unlucky number reverse psychology bet from the other week. I think it came off last time as well. So uh, looking to see if it will come off again. Billy Smith, Paul Alamotti, anytime try scorers, absolutely love it. Now I've spent 14 minutes talking about this game. Uh, it'd be pretty unfair if I didn't start talking about the other games as well. Uh, Cowboys v the Melbourne Storm at 4.05 on your Slinger Sunday. Uh, look, I'm very, very keen to see how this game goes as well. It is at Cowboys home. Now, if we go to wins at this venue, uh, it's actually a very interesting one because they're both quite even. They're both won around 50%. Uh, the Cowboys have actually won 51% with 21 out of 41 games won at this venue where the Melbourne Storm have only played here twice and won one of those two games. So they're at 50% as well. So both at around 50% uh, in terms of wins at this venue. In the past two games, the Cowboys won one, uh, 36 to 6. Uh, and then obviously the Melbourne Storm won one, 20 to 16. So it looks like the past two games have been quite close. Uh, in terms of the past five games, uh, the, the Cowboys have won two of their past five games. The Melbourne Storm have won three of their past five games. Interesting stat as well for you guys. The Melbourne Storm have won seven of their past 11 games this year. Seven from 11 at 64% compared to the Cowboys, 38% five from 13 games. So very interesting stat there. I didn't even realize that the Melbourne Storm had won seven of their past 11. That is insane. 64% shows 
showing us why they are always going to be one of those top teams. The only out for the Melbourne Storm is Tarek Sims. Everyone else is still in this team. Not too many changes for the Melbourne Storm. In fact, they are pretty solid from 1 to 17. However, there are a few outs here for the Cowboys. Zach Laybutt, Laybutt sorry, being the most recent one. Robert Derby's out. Jack Kozlowski's out. Brendan Elliott is out, obviously, from the reserves. Ben Hampton is out of the sixth jersey. Tom Dearden comes back into this Cowboys outfit. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai is also back. That is a massive in um, for the Cowboys, in my opinion. That is going to be huge. Ribbon Cotter is also going to back up from Origin as well, which is absolutely massive considering the game that he had for the Maroons as well. Uh, going into the back row and then pretty much playing the full 80 minutes. That is insane that he's backing up from that. Uh, Val Holmes is also backing up from Origin as well. And uh, he had a pretty decent game for the Maroons as well. The interesting one for me though, and it really depends on if he's playing left or right center, because in Origin he obviously played on the right side. Let's see if he's playing on the right side again because it looks like from how the lineup is named that Peter Hiku is actually moving to the left with Kyle Felt uh, and Val Holmes goes onto the right with Sammy Valame. I'm not sure how uh, that is going to work, whether Valentine Holmes is actually on the left with Sammy Valame uh, and Kyle Felt and Peter Hiku are on the right. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how that one works out. I think Kyle Felt is usually on the right anyway, so uh, we'll have to see how that works out in terms of who is on which side. But let's look at these lineups before you make any rush decisions. Scott Drinkwater is at fullback. Kyle Felt and Sammy Valame are on the wings. Peter Hiku, Val Holmes are in the centers. Tom Deard and Chad Townsend are in the halves. Jordan McLean and Cohen Hess in the front row with Reese Robson at nine. Luciano Leilua and Helam Luki in the back row with Jake Granville at 13. Jeremiah Nanai, Jermaine Tamar Brown, Griffin Neem, and Ruben Cotter on the bench there for the Cowboys. As for the Melbourne Storm, Nick Meany is at fullback. Will Warbrick and Xavier Coates are on the wings. Remus Smith and Justin Olam in the centers. Uh, Karen Munster and Jerome Hughes are in the halves. Uh, Nelson, Asofa Solomona, and Christian Welsh in the front row with Harry Grant at nine. Uh, Trent Lorio and Alicia Katoa in the back row with Josh King at 13. Uh, Bronson Garlic, Aaron Penne, Tuika Mikamika, uh, and Grant Anderson on the bench. And Grant Anderson on the bench is a very interesting one. I don't know where he comes into this game. But I guess we'll have to wait and see how that pick goes. Uh, in terms of how this game goes, I'm going to have to go with the Melbourne Storm here. You know, I think they do get the job done in this one. They've got pretty good form this year. Nick Meaney, Cam Munster backing up from origin. Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant backing up from origin. You know, we saw the Brisbane Broncos the other night, all of their guys backing up from origin and absolutely killing it against the Cronulla Sharks in a game where the Sharks... Probably should have won, but they lost against the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos set the tone in the first two minutes of the game as well. The first five minutes, really, with that first really strong carry uh, off the kickoff from Katoni Staggs, and then he ices the cake as well with the first try. Let's see if the Melbourne Storm can have the same sort of impact with all of their guys backing up from margin. I'm taking Melbourne. I'm taking Melbourne head-to-head. Anytime try scorers for me. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to go with guys that love scoring tries. Guys that love scoring tries. Probably the motto um, of, you know, most of the picks that I do have uh, going into this Slinger Sunday. Kyle Felt, he loves scoring tries. He's scored tries over the past few weeks as well. Don't know the exact numbers. All I know is that he scores tries and he loves doing so. So Kyle Felt. 
Uh, I'm taking him scoring a try. I'm also going to take Cameron Munster in the number six jersey, backing up from Origin. Uh, he you know, got there for me last week. I'm going to take him again going into this week. Munster, Kyle Felt, anytime try scorers, Storm head-to-head. And then we go into the last game of the round, and an absolute cracker at this one. Uh, and Penrith Panthers, the clear favorites going up against the Dragons. $1.15 to $5.50. They're big favorites going into this one. Uh, and you can tell why. Most of the guys backing up from Origin as well. Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Brian Toto, Stephen Crichton. Um, you know, a lot of their guys backing up from Origin in this game. Isaiah Yo being one of those as well. Uh, I believe Ben Hunt is also backing up from Origin as well for the Dragons. So, um, look, very keen to see how they go. Jack Bird, obviously a big out for them. Uh, obviously, you know, got injured and he's going to be out for the next few weeks. He's got a pretty hectic injury. Don't know the exact uh, name of the injury, but I know that he is pretty hectic uh, and he will be out for the next few weeks. Uh, in terms of the outs for the Panthers, Luke Garner and Jermaine Salmon are both out. Luke Garner, I think, was only in the reserves anyway, but he's out. Uh, and obviously, Jermaine Salmon is also out. So let's have a look at these lineups before we make any rash decisions. Dylan Edwards for the Panthers is at fullback. Sinia Taruva and Brian Toto are on the wings. Tyron Peachy and Stephen Crichton are in the centers. Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary in the halves. Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris in the front row. Mitch Kenny at nine. Scott Sorensen and Zach Hosking in the back row with Isaiah Yo at 13. Sonny Luke, Lindsay Smith, Liam Martin and Spencer Lenu on the bench there for the Panthers. Uh, for the Dragons, uh, Tyrell Sloan is at fullback. Matthew Fagai uh, and Michaela Ravalawa on the wings. We have Moses Sully and Zach Lomax in the centers. Talatau Moan and Ben Hunt in the halves. We have Francis Molo and Michael Molo in the front row. Jacob Little at nine. Billy Burns and Jaden Sewer in the back row with Jack DeBellin at 13. And then we've got Jaden Sullivan, Ben Murdoch Masilla, Jaden Hunt. And we've also got Josh Kerr on the bench for the Dragons. Uh, for me, I'm taking the Panthers. I think it's pretty simple. Panthers win. I'm taking them head-to-head because it could go either way. Anytime try scorers for me. Uh, we're talking about guys that love scoring tries. Now, Zach Hosking is a bit of a smoky for me going, going up against... If he's going up against Billy Burns, like I think he is, I think he scores a try in this one. I'm also going to take a guy that loves scoring tries in Michaeli Ravalawa. He's the simple one. He's the one that has been going for me over the past few weeks. Then I'm also going to go ahead and take Zach Hosking because he's a champion. He deserves a try. Running up against Billy Burns, I take him as a bit of a smoky. Love the value of Zach Hosking as well. So Hosking, Michaeli Ravalawa, Panthers head-to-head, simple as simple gets. Dylan Edwards has an absolute blinder. I think that he could work his way into the Origin squad as well if he really wants to. Uh, You know, I think that Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai have big games off the back of Origin. I think Nathan Cleary needs to have an absolute massive one as well. Uh, And then, obviously, you know, the big forward battle uh, between Moses Leota, Francis Molo, James Harris, and Michael Molo as well is going to be huge. Uh, And then Isaiah Yovi, Jack DeBellin is going to be massive as well. So very keen to see how both these sides go, but I think it's pretty clear the Panthers are going to win this one. One, two, three. 